0: As we've studied the life of Joseph with Scott Pauling, we've learned that this study isn't necessarily about Joseph, but instead about the God who was with Joseph even in the darkest of circumstances. As you look at your own circumstances through the eyes of faith, do you recognize God's presence? Oh, that we could learn to live in the presence of God. Be sure to stay tuned after today's study to learn more about Scott's book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord was with Joseph.
1: In the Old Testament, God used Joseph to prophesy, to interpret a dream, to foretell seven years of famine in the land of Egypt. Genesis 41, verse 32 says And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Everything God foretells, he fulfills. Every promise, every prophecy, he keeps. He does it surely, and the Bible says here, he uses the word shortly. That's the first mention of the word shortly in the Bible. You should use a concordance and look up that amazing little word through Scripture. The Bible says that God will bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Uh, The revelation of Christ uses the word shortly in relationship to the coming of Jesus The word shortly is not a definite time, but it's a definite promise. And there were seven years of famine getting ready to come. By the way, we're New Testament Christians, and we're living on the verge of another seven years, seven years of judgment on this earth, uh, a great tribulation that will come on this planet, and we're preparing to leave here, and we're trying to get the gospel out so others will be prepared uh, to leave here and to miss that coming judgment. This is what God is about to do. In our last study, we, we began here that we first have to recognize what God does in the famine. Now, let's pick up there for just a moment because this matter of the famine is woven all through Scripture. Let me give you a sample of what I'm talking about. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Now, there's a wonderful prayer here. And in Second Chronicles 20, verse 9, it says, If when evil cometh upon us, as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence For thy name is in this house, and crying to thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. Do you see how the famine is brought into the presence of God? Remember, he prepares a table for us even in the presence of our enemies. In the difficult, dire straits, God's presence is very near to us. Yes, Joseph, you're going to have a famine to deal with, but the Lord is with you. Someone once wrote, I walked a mile with pleasure. She chatted all the way. It left me none the wiser for all she had to say. I walked a mile with sorrow and ne'er a word said she, but oh, the things I learned from her when sorrow walked with me. Yes, we learn a great deal from the sorrows of life, don't we? From the famines of life. And then what about the Psalms? Psalm 33, verse 18, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Friend, you're going to make it. God is with you and he is more than enough. You're not going to die. You're going to live through this famine. And then I noticed one day as I continued my reading in the Psalms, if you turn over a couple pages to Psalm 37, you're not just going to live. Listen to this Psalm 37 verse 19. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. I love that. You're not just going to be alive, you're going to abound. You're not just going to endure, you're going to enjoy the Lord. God meets us in the famines of life. What about the New Testament? Romans chapter 8, we love to quote verse 28. But what about Romans chapter 8 and verse 35? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You see, God puts famine all through the Bible because famine is through all of life. There are all different kinds of famines, but in the famine, the God of supply and divine sufficiency is always at work. This is what God's doing in the famine. Then let's progress in our study in Genesis today, Genesis chapter 41 not only to what God does in the famine, but what God does in the forgetting. Did you know God is the divine forgetter? He's forgotten your sin. Aren't you glad for that? Listen to what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 41 again in verse number 51. Joseph has a boy. He calls his name Manasseh. For God said he hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. Notice he did not say he forgot. He said God made him to forget. This is the miracle of forgetfulness. See, God gives you memory, and memory is a beautiful thing. Memory is a wonderful thing. It's a gift from God. Uh, But did you know that memory can also be a curse? Spurgeon said, by some strange perversity, we tend to remember what we should forget and forget what we should remember. God has to work in you. This is not just Joseph getting over it, as people say. This is a work of God and a work of grace. God enabled him to put the past behind him. He said, all of my toil, that's what he endured. All of my father's house, that's what he lost. It doesn't mean memory was erased. It means those memories no longer were the the anchors holding him back. Here's a man mistreated by his brothers and separated from his father and falsely accused by a woman and forgotten by a butler. But watch this. He could even forget all of that. He could even forget that he had been forgotten by so many other people. Why? Because he had his eye on the Lord. God enabled him to forget. And might I say the other side of the coin is the same God who helps you forget helps you remember. Because in the very next chapter, Genesis 42 and verse number 9, it says, And Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them. So I love this. The same God that helps you put things out of your mind will help bring things to your mind. I'm going to tell you what everybody needs. Everybody needs a new beginning, and that begins with a new birth. And God gives you a clean heart and a fresh start. But even believers along the journey sometimes need a fresh start, need God to help you as the, as the divine forgetter to put certain things out of your life. And what began at salvation, that supernatural work of grace, has to continue all through your life. Now watch this. He's not going to see his family again until chapter 42. Watch this. God gave this man a new beginning before He changed the circumstances. If you're waiting on all the circumstances to change so you can have a fresh start, friend, you've got it backwards. God will help you right where you are to forget what you need to forget. Isaiah 65 gives us a picture of of the return of Christ and then the millennial kingdom and what God will do for Israel. And it says in Isaiah 65, verse 16, that he who blesseth himself on the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth, and he that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of truth, because the former troubles are forgotten, and because they are hid from mine eyes. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. (laughs) That's what we have to look forward to. That's our eternity. Read Revelation. All things new. You're not going to be dwelling on all the evils of the past life when we get to heaven, but watch this. The same God that can do that then completely actually makes available to you now by His grace the ability to get beyond your past. This this is the great message from Manasseh. Manasseh means forgetting, and we all need a Manasseh. Look to Christ. Depend on Him. Plead the blood of the Lord Jesus let today be your manasseh the lord is with you and he will help you to get past your past as believers we long
0: for the day that we see the lord and forever will be in his presence in heaven but friend you and i do not have to wait until then to live in the presence of god in joseph's life we are reminded that the lord desires that we stay in his presence throughout each day and in every circumstance. This was the open secret of Joseph's life. Scott has a tremendous resource that will equip you to live in God's presence. His book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org forward slash Joseph to download the free digital book, access the audio book, or purchase the hard copy version. Our prayer is that this will inspire your daily walk with the Lord.